My fellow Americans, are you tired of the new normal? Are you tired of the lies? Election fraud. You know the thing that the mainstream media and big tech says doesn't exist? It is time to end it. We must keep going. If you can't fly, run. If you can't run, walk. If you can't walk, crawl. But by all means, keep moving. Many of you are sitting here because you're wanting to know what the plan is. This has to be peaceful. We have the right to peacefully assemble. The solution has been in front of us all along. Ask God if you should step into the gap and become a part of the plan. The plan is simple. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. We are the plan. If you're waiting for others to do the work for you, you're going to be waiting a long time. We are Conservative Daily. Well, well hello. <laughs> One of my favorite people in the entire world is on with us today. And so I don't want to waste any time. I don't even want to talk. I just want to hear from my brother, from another mother, Dave Bowens. David, welcome to the show. Bro, your beard is fire. You look, <laughs> I was just telling you, you look 40 years younger. You look calm. Looks like you, you are, you are the, uh, warrior from Christmas present and future. I see that. Oh, gray. Yeah. <laughs> My mother approved. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Thanks for coming on and joining us. Oh, it's, it's good to be with you every time. What, what a crazy time that we're going through. Right. What a crazy time. So what did you think? I just want to jump right in it. Cause I know that you have so much to say. I want to hear what's happening in New Mexico. I know there's a lot happening. You had a hit piece that they wrote on you. Yeah. One of the dumbest hit pieces I've ever seen, honestly, <laughs> really dumb. <laughs> well, I'm glad. It saddens me about the hit pieces. Many of us are trying to reach that last 15% of the population and because they're up for grabs. We need to, we need to reach more people. Um, but yeah, when you read it, the people that believe that there's election fraud, we'll see it for what it is. And then the people that hate me think I'm crazy. will continue to have something they can share you know, in on Twitter and Hey, say, hey, look how crazy this guy is. So that will continue. Um, the thing that really astounded me was just the, the amount of resources. This was a little bit different. This is uh, Reuters. It was a nine. They had four reporters, two editors, an art director. <laughs> you look at the bottom of the piece. It was just, uh, it was a lot. And um, I, I just feel like there's a few places out there, whether it's Reuters or Washington Post, where I almost feel like they're writing an, an, an obituary for me. That's what it feels like. like Here's this tragic, crazy guy that used to have us, and, uh, but he's, he uh, got Trump worship syndrome or something like that. It's a very bizarre article. It is a bizarre article, and it, 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 I don't know what purpose it served other than more slander, right? So, so before, we, before we, I don't even want to spend a lot of time on it because the Reuters uh, writers for that are known communists anti-American zealots. Actually, one of them is not even American. So as you start digging deep into who they are, it's pretty sickening the, the, the type of, that the Reuters would even hire these people. But I do want to say this. And, I, and I, saw this, I saw this woman talking about this. And that is, they speak a different language. And when, when somebody speaks a different language and they're screaming at you, even if they're cursing you out, you're laughing at them. Because you're like, it has no value because you can't understand what they're saying. And if you can't understand what they're saying, then it doesn't affect you. Well, I, I want to say the same thing about these people. These people are Satanists. These people are demons. And so it has no value. The things that they say don't have any value because it's not, it's not centered in truth. And so I, I will just tell you that uh, I, 
I didn't think twice about the article. I, I was like, oh, shucks. Oh, they're, yeah, well, they gave you a shout out. I started counting up the times I used the word election denier. Yeah. And I lost count. It's, you know, the hallmark of propaganda is repetition yeah. of certain terms that gaslight people where you don't get into the substance. So anyone that read the article saw that there was no substantive refutation of any of the claims that we've made, whether it's legal deviations, machine issues, what have you. And, um, I've been asked a couple of times, well, why do you think that they wrote it then? Because they have to make a very, very calculated judgment on why to give someone like myself more exposure. I mean, good or bad, right? Because right. if we're talking about election fraud, guess what? We're talking about election. And, and that's not something that I think that they want to do. I think that what they're worried about is that the prescription that I know that we share, we the people are the solution. And they're scared to death of any prescription where you can go into a local chamber and say, by the way, did you know city council? By the way, did you know county commission, board of supervisors, that you have the power to withhold certification on corruption? That's what they're scared about. And um, we know that we're at the precipice because what are we talking about and what are we seeing? We're, we're seeing supervisors like Coy, who came on, on last, last week's show, talk about the threats that they received, that they're going to be referred for prosecution if they don't rubber stamp a certification. What do we see in Arizona? Mojave. I'm taking a duress vote. I'm afraid of getting arrested. That's what they're, they're nervous about, is that when thousands of commissioners and local administrators say enough is enough, then this whole thing ends. And so that's the only reason why you would write something like that two years after 2020. Well, and the, the attacks are going to continue to come. And I, I think what they're trying to, I think what's happening is you're seeing this, that they use the same system that I use, I think. I mean, the system of, you know, public sentiment. When they see public sentiment go a positive direction and they're like, oh my gosh, they're, they're, they're actually gaining ground. People see that what's happening in Arizona, they see what's happening and and David, we didn't back down. A couple hundred people show up in in Arizona. We stayed there, right? We stayed there. Oh, I think we lost him. We lose him. I mean, I can. <laughs> you you keep you keep freezing, so you can probably hear me, but I can't. Yeah, your internet is bad. Are you in? Are you are you are you, are you in? Are they trying to just cut out your internet? Make it just just enough where you can get text messages. I don't know if you saw that yesterday or the day before on Christmas. Um, having massive issues with my phone. I've had some hacks happen. Um, I put out a recording of, it was actually done by Dave Summerall, wonderful man for the uh, stop hate group. And uh, we put out voice notes of listeners uh, from the gulag. And some people that were listening to those were saying, Dave, why is, why is it that in the middle of those voice recordings that you post, we're hearing threats towards your family? I'm like, what? What are you talking about? And sure enough, I go back and listen, and about halfway through several of those messages, it's as if someone spliced a different recording that was directed towards my wife. And I'm sitting there going, okay, well, I'll look into it. And the comments start populating. And I don't have an accounting for it. Joe, I'm not the, the expert on the tech side. All I know is that it's, um, it's unnerving when things that are completely unrelated are happening. And then I've had several people that I know that are just saying, hey, I've been sending you text all day. It's not, not everyone. Um, but nothing's going through. Or that stuff that you said that you're going to send me, did you send it? I'm like, yes. I checked my phone. <laughs> I'm, I've got... Uh, you know, things that I'm sending folks, but it's not being delivered. And this is actually, there's been an uptick in frequency since the Reuters article. And, uh, you know, I put on my, my hat as someone who used to approve warrants and look at investigations back in the day. And this follows a very disturbing pattern all in New Mexico. If you'll recall, when we did our canvas, the, the Democrats couldn't find anything wrong with what we were doing, so they manufactured a fake incident. The Daily Beast wrote about it, and next thing you know, Congress had the approval 
to oversee our audit. And here, you know, we've got me being described as a domestic terrorist in Reuters. All of the things that you can't do, you can't talk about elections, you can't talk about COVID. Everything that, I'm, that you're not supposed to talk about is loaded to the hilt in that article. And next thing you know, I'm having all kinds of technology issues. So I apologize if, if that's happening, but it's... Um... Well, I want to tell you this. I want to, I want to talk to you, if we can, about what's happening, what, what you think of the Kerry Lake deal. First of all, what do you think about the Kerry Lake the judge putting it out on Christmas Eve. What do you think about the the not putting it out the Friday? They could have put it out Friday night, which would have been you know the twenty third. Why did they wait till eight o'clock in the morning on Christmas Eve in order to put that out? Do you think? I think they're hoping that everyone was getting ready to go shopping, that people were out getting whipped cream and cranberries at the store, and that you'd be so busy doing those last minute things that you do before your family comes over that you couldn't pay attention to it and that on Christmas Day no one's going to disturb your your time with your family because everyone's got their mantra okay we'll, we'll deal with this after right so they gave themselves a 48 hour period for people to kind of decompress hear about it be distracted what happened but you're going back to you know you got to go back to the comfort bubble so the timing to me was just strategic to uh, especially in the day and age of 24 24 hour news cycles right? You know, that's old news now. But is it? Well, and I, I think that's, you know, in, in large part, that's, that's an issue for me personally because, you know, pe- people get hung up on the smallest details. So they, they go into Christmas thinking, okay, with the Kerry Lake deal, we're not going to hear about it till Monday. You know, the, you know, the judge is not working on Saturday. The judge isn't working on Christmas Eve. <laughs> put it out at eight o'clock in the morning. Why? And so people are out there, you know, doing the Christmas shopping and everything else. And it's that, it's that idea that they can take into, they can take something that is so ingrained in a Christian, that the celebration of the birth of Jesus and that they could sully that in some way. It, it's evil. Yeah. Well, I was planning on not commenting at all. And then I saw some posts you put up on truth. I'm like, let me check out what's going on here. And then I started getting pissed off. And then you, you saw my, my rambling. We were, I think we were both reading each other's uh, posts throughout the day. <laughs> I, on, I was. What the hell is going on here? And you're absolutely, you're, your instincts on the judge are absolutely right. I, people don't realize this. Before I was a full-fledged attorney, I clerked for a judge. Uh, 90% of what courts prepare is done through their clerks, yeah. and it's usually pre-written. There has to be something so out of the blue that they cannot anticipate for them to change the rulings. And you know that for a fact that when you have these orders coming out within 24 to 48 hours, that all they're doing is cherry-picking the findings. And I think I mean, might have even said that on uh, your show, you what, what were my expectations last yeah. week was – Either full hearing of the evidence that was put on, or you're going to see selective cherry picking. And we saw selective cherry picking. It wasn't like it was like we weren't watching the same trial, where you can listen to someone like Heather Honey's testimony, which was devastating, and then he takes one one hyper selective out of context statement yeah. to order. Yeah, and and how do you account for a lack of chain of custody on three hundred thousand ballots? And how do you go to only intent? I don't know if you know that, but it, it, the intent had to be. And, and the judge was, was talked about it, like intent. Not Ryan Macias reading from a thing. Not, not that at all. Not, and so I knew. I told everyone, I was like, let me just see the judge. I want to see when everything happens. I want to see pictures of the judge's face while things are happening. And I went, the judge is in on it. Again, I was a really good negotiator. Actually, I still think I'm a really good negotiator. I was a really good negotiator, though, when I was in the Middle East and Africa. I was solving massive problems, and I learned to read people. And you could see these things that, actually, I think I could always read people, but I became better at it. And you could Mm -hmm. see these small ticks. You can't explain it, but then you see it. And when you see it, you can't unsee it. And the judge was disassociated with the trial. 
when Ryan was accused of reading from something, he told them, you have just wasted a minute and a half. Move on. Yep. That was a major tell. And I think most experienced trial attorneys will know within the first 10 minutes what kind of trial they're going to I've had, you know, trials where the same judge, depending on who the defendant was, was rolling out the red carpet, super nice, fair to both sides. And then there are particular big name attorneys when they come into the courtroom, it's like they turn into a different person. And that comment that you actually just talked to very telling because yeah. instead of, instead of the witness being chastised, the attorneys were, I mean, that's to me, it's like that would have gotten my hackles up because you could have had a, a corrective action. I think we talked about this too, where the judge has absolute control on how the testimony flows from the stand, even if it's by Zoom. And, you know, a, a prompt that says, hey, I'm going to ask you to locate your camera. Where's your camera on your on your computer right now? Have you found it? I'm going to ask that you stare at that. I'm not going to I'm not going to tolerate any looking off to the side. I think even when uh, Stephen Richard was on there, could you please turn your head to the left and to the right just to see if there's a the headpiece? Now the attorneys could have asked that question. I would have asked it. Yeah. Um, you know, in their head, but that didn't happen either. Um, but you're right. I, I think the the lack of questions. It, I got the sense that he was waiting. Out. I don't know if that's the sense you got, but it's like there's a clock. There's a two day clock. Let's let these people have their best shock for two days, and then when it's time to pull the trigger. We'll do it in the morning, and, eight o'clock, when no one's paying attention. And and here's the here's the, the 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 funny part. It's not funny, but here's the part that was predictable. And I and I said this going back to what we did when we went out to Arizona. Got criticized by the guy trooper that said we should go get a. We should, you know, I saw something where he said that I'm a blowhard. I'm a blowhard. For two years I've been a blowhard, right, David? I'm a blowhard because I've been standing up for people's rights, and he thinks that we should, you know, that we should capitulate to the CIA, I guess. I don't know. But uh, I, I see it going all the way back that our side does not know how to fight evil. Our side has been, and, and maybe this is just me looking at it from the fishbowl, right? We don't know how to fight evil. We don't even know what evil really looks like because most people that are not evil have never had to experience it. No, most people have never grown up in an environment where they have had to stare the devil in the eyes, right? And so they don't know how to fight evil. And th so they get up and they talk about where the court and the judge is going to, and yay, judge, and he's going to see all the truth. But as soon as the judge doesn't do what they want him to do, they go right back to the, we're going to win. We're going to, yes, we're winning. Yay, we're going to win this. But they don't have a plan because they refuse to do what's necessary and to get the people to engage in the process, which in the end, I think is the only plan that will work. Yeah. We'll see if this resonates with you, Joe. I, I think... Um, one sign of, of being naive is that people think that evil is static. It's not fluid or dynamic. It's static. Like you win and then you get your fairy tale ending and then somehow Satan says, okay, I guess I, I'm, I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to do evil from here on out. Yeah. No, it, uh, evil is subtle and it's always responding. There's always an ebb and a flow. And if you're a fighter, and I know that you're a fighter, you know that when you when you throw off one of your best shots, a knockout punch, that as soon as your enemy collects himself from the ground, he's going to go tell his friends. And you know you've got about a three to four day window before they come back. And you're just bracing yourself for it because it's going to happen. That's the reality of evil. The people that, that have been in this fight long enough, it's like anytime you think you've got a victory, I'm counting the days. It's like, okay, I got to respond to Reuters. And it, they didn't get to do what they wanted to do to take me out. So I'm sitting there going, what? When's the next attack? Coming. You know, uh, absolutely. If you look at the founders, even when they purchased country, 
they basically spent the rest of their lives trying to secure it and protect it and keep it. That's why George Washington took forever. He actually wanted to, to bow long before his farewell address, but he was trying to keep the nation together. Um, so that's that's what we're looking at. It's it's not static. You're not going to have this fairy tale ending. This is basically what what Jefferson said, which is the cost of liberty is eternal vigilance. Eternal vigilance. That sounds like work, nonstop work every day. And and we didn't. We didn't cut down the bushes. We didn't cut down the weeds. We didn't tend to our land. We didn't we didn't sow truth, and therefore the lies eat away at the foundation of our faith, of our community, of our schools, of our children. I mean, it goes down downstream. And, uh, but I, but I think that they're, they're, they're counting on us, David, they're counting us giving up. And I just, I don't, I don't really have it in me. Do you have it in you? Hell no. (laughs) Hell no. And here's the deal, Joe. It sounds like, you know, I watched watched some interviews that I did two years ago. I had way more pep in my step. And uh, a lot of people, if you actually look at most people in this fight, um, I think, I think if, if we're being beaten down and I would say wary, there's no, there's no quit, but there is a wariness, but there's wisdom that comes with that wariness. Just saying how many times are we going to see Tyrants act like tyrants. And the silver lining is that the American people are finally coming around and saying, you know something? Joe was right. We probably should have showed up because now if we ask for people to protest, we're going to look really, really silly. We're going to look really, really silly because now all of a sudden it's safe to protest because it serves our purposes because a judge and a court handed us our asses in a case uh, when a lot of people were, were telling folks, folks, if you don't deal with the corruption, you don't deal with the rigged, the rigged machine issue, why are you expecting a different outcome? It's, it's monumental naivety from the standpoint that if you believe that the election was stolen, then if you're a bad guy, don't you have to, by definition, double down and do everything you can to secure the fraud that you've, you've committed? This episode of Conservative Daily is brought to you by DCF Guns. They're not just a supporter and a partner of the show. They're an organization that is on the front line of promoting safe and responsible gun ownership. Along with being a staunch defender of the Second Amendment, they have a lot of different things inside of their three ranges and stores. So they have a gunsmith at every location. They have the ability to do massive amounts of training, uh, anything from beginners all the way up to uh, competitive shooting um, they're also the best gun store in Colorado. Uh, between a mar- massive arsenal of top-tier firearms, competitive pricing on ammunition, they're a go-to resource for newcomers and expert shooters alike. Memberships there start for as little as $25 a month and offer an arsenal of benefits beyond that, such as store-wide discounts and special access to training. Even better, what you're seeing right now is DCF Guns also has an e-commerce option, meaning you can take advantage of the awesome prices without leaving your home. Just visit dcfguns.co and start browsing. I do want to tell you that as a listener of conservative-daily.com, you get an additional 5% off everything in the store. You have to use discount code Joe. That's J-O-E. That's discount code Joe. Go to dcfguns.co and use discount code Joe. J-O-E. That's me. Or it's coffee, cup of Joe. Um, But you can go there and save an additional 5% off every single thing on the site. Um, As always, we'll keep the range hot and the deals hotter only at DCF Guns in Castle Rock and Colorado Springs and now online available to everyone across the entire country. Well, isn't that the case? And, and this is the, the, what's interesting about what you're saying is that you, you use two words, weary and wisdom in the same sentence, right? And in and, and large part, both are true. Yeah, we're weary. Yeah, it's, it's hard to see evil, not gain ground, but not get pushed back as far as we thought that that punch was going to throw him back. Mm-hmm. And, but the word wisdom is also true because I don't have to get as angry as I did two years ago. I don't have to get, I'm more resolute. I'm more like, I, I don't actually, I've made peace 
with where I am. I think you have too, right? You made peace. And, mm-hmm. and so when you make peace, it is, you know, I, I believe you get to that place where you go, all right, this is, this is my legacy. This is the life I will live until I'm not living a life. I'd love to say that I'm going to walk away from it, but is it possible? No, because the house is in shambles. And much like a house, if you don't paint it, if you don't maintain it, if you don't take care of it, it deteriorates. And that's what we're dealing with now is we're trying to, we're trying to fix an airplane that's in, in the air with half a motor, one wing, barely a tail, and we're piecing it together, trying to get it back to the, to fly. And, um, you know, unfortunately that's going to take, it's going to take a few good men. Yeah. Well, I, I think we're going to have to get back to what you and I were working toward before Arizona. I mean, we kind of knew that it, that November 8th was going to be the cluster that it was, but you know, you and I have been talking about this greater magistrates tour. Yes. Um, and that's what we were working on, but then we figured, well, what better place to stand in the gap than a place that was just absolutely stolen highway robbery in front of everyone. So let's go there. And um, it's still the prescription. This is basically a we the people movement on equipping and training people two by two to go to places of consequence across from that. Um, and so if people are waiting for that magic lawsuit or that magic prescription, it, it's nothing but hard work and getting in front of your overlords and reminding them that you don't rule over me. You don't. And, um, and so we have to, we have to model that. And we've got effectively way less than two years. I know that's what people are circling 2024 on the calendar, but you know, the, the problem is that we wait to act like a month out from a, from a, a consequential election. And then we're, um, you know, upset when it doesn't go our way. I and mean, if we don't start getting doing the, the groundwork now to get rid of the machines, forget about it. And that's one of the reasons why I'm so encouraged by what happened in Georgia. I don't know if I think you did post this, the city council in Milton, which is a city within Fulton County. Everyone knows how corrupt Fulton is. The city said that we're not going to use Dominion. We're not going to use machines and we're going to run our elections at a quarter of the cost. That's that's the kind of victory that we need to see in the next weeks and months and over the next year across the country. And um, you know, it's it's not the sexy prescription, but it's the right one. It's clean up your backyard. So, so you just said something and, interesting. Um, you can run the election for a quarter of the cost. David, if they want us to go away, isn't there an easy way to get us to go away? Get rid of mail-in ballots and get rid of the machines. Go to hand count. And frankly, I, I don't want to have anything to do with politics. I might get involved in the, the restoration or the you know, reformation of the church. I may go, I may go back to that because I believe the perversion in our church and in our society is grave. I may talk about liars, but at least at that point we'll have the voice of the people. And if so, if so, even where we are right now, if so, the people want to go that route, God bless them. They want communism. Okay. But if they want us to go away, it's all they have to do. They have to be transparent. Yeah. It's a winning argument too. Well, I mean, look, I, I've, I've been in front of many, many people saying, look, if you don't want to believe that the machines are a problem, if you don't want to do the math or do the statistical analysis, that's fine. Let's make this whole issue go away and just have a vote to set up a plan to, to have small precincts and set aside a budget for real people to count your votes. And then the headache goes away for you. You actually give them a vision of, of a future where their constituents aren't pissed off at them. Like, there's your out. Let's yeah. just agree to disagree. I don't need you to affirm me and tell me that I'm right. Just Let's just agree to get rid of the machines and make this headache go away. I agree. Thousand percent. And you know, by the way, that the left is panicking about what's happening. You know that they're panicking when they send out all their little paid trolls to do what they do. Right? The little ee, little ebits. The the <laughs> uh, and they and they act like again, like I care. 
or that anybody should care. We don't. We don't. We don't care what evil does or says. I'm going to punch evil right in the face. Figuratively and, yeah, really. Like, truthfully. (laughs) And David, you took... You took martial arts in second grade for like a week, although I know it's not true. (laughs) You got got me good. (laughs) Uh, That was so much fun, by the way. That was fun. Um, So I want to play a video if I can. Uh, This is from the Maricopa. This is Scott Jarrett. You know, the piece of trash from, and this is how you know the judge is in on it. It's in the folder. You, you don't know. You don't. It's in the folder. It's cut A two. Sorry, Zach is like freaking out. Zach, <laughs> Zach, when he gets when he gets freaked out, sometimes he he'll start sweating from his eyeballs. <laughs> right, Zach. Yes. <laughs> I love Zach. <laughs> He's got his one word answers, and Apollo took his camera, so I can't even put him on camera right now. All right, do you find it? Okay, he's going to get it right now. But it's like four and a half minutes. It's day one testimony from the um, from Scott Jarrett, the Maricopa County Elections Director. And he gets caught lying. So blatantly lying. And I got to get your take on this. Because I look at this and go, oh, why is it that we keep following their rules and losing so badly? in these cases because we we don't recognize that the the rules are designed to like the, the the decorum thing david i'm over it when when i had was in with the judge on this federal deal with mike lindell i was like he's a liar 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 i was on the call calling the 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 attorney for coomer a liar liar you're because he's a liar he's a lion he's lying right now he lied before he keeps lying he keeps lying about the lie that he told and i was frustrating him and the judge is like joe you can't. I was like, ma'am, I didn't. I was like, ma'am, no, I got to call a liar a liar. And he's a liar. There's no truth to that. He's just lying. Right. <laughs> Judge didn't know what to do with me. And I was pro se. I was representing myself. I was like, I don't need a lawyer to tell me. And it's like, well, case number 2743 Jackson versus Hewitt. And I was like, I don't know what that case <laughs> is, but that has no bearing on today. Well, yes, it does. Cause no, it doesn't. Cause I don't know Jackson or Hewitt. So that makes no difference to me. What makes a difference to me is he's a liar, and here's how I answer this question. Right? You got it? A2, right? A2. All right, let's play. It's four minutes. Let's play. Turn it up. Sir, I want to uh, go back to the earlier question about the 19-inch ballot image being placed on a 20-inch paper. Did you hear of any reports of that occurring in the 2022 general election? I did not. If a 19-inch ballot image was put on a 20-inch paper in the 2022 general election, would that be a failure of your election process? It would, if something like that happened, which I don't know how it would, Yes, it would have been a mistake. Um, Could that have also been a deliberate act? Again, you're asking me to speculate about things that I have no knowledge of occurring. So I don't know if it could have been a deliberate act or not. I don't believe that that occurred. Day two. Scott Jarrett. What I recall from yesterday's questioning was that there was a 19-inch definition, which that did not occur, ballot definition. So if the back and forth between our uh, question and answer shows me asking you specifically about a 19-inch ballot image being printed on a 20-inch piece of paper, you are now saying that you interpreted that as a ballot definition issue? Yes, that's correct. And you wouldn't think it would be relevant, even in that circumstance, to say, hey, we, we learned about this fit-to-print issue? 
Did you know about the fit? When did you learn about this fit to print issue? When we started doing the audit reconciliation of those door three ballots, we identified some of those ballots had then a a fit to fit to paper issue. Hmm. And when was that? I don't remember the exact dates, but a few days after election day. You see that? See what happened? Watch this. That was a lie. Watch this. So this uh, fit to print issue that we're talking about has Watch this his ever hands. happened before in any previous elections? Watch his hands. Yes, it has. When did it happen before? So it happened in the August 2020 primary election, the November 2020 general election, and the August uh, 2022 primary election. Does that mean you lied in 2020 during the audit? Does that mean you lied about the 2020 election issues? Was it a lie of omission or commission? Scott, why are you running from us? You were so brazen on the stand in there. Why are you running? Scott, did you know the question yesterday? Scott, were, you, were you coached by legal counsel to tell the truth today? Scott, how do you boldly lie like that? Scott Jarrett, what's going on? Sir? It makes you want a jury because real people can see what we just saw. It's inexplicable that the judge couldn't weigh this person's credibility. Normally the jury's the fact finder, right? And they're, they're, they are the judges of credibility. We didn't yeah. have that here. You, you, we, we basically, for whatever reason, gave that to the judge. So the judge is, is going to judge Jarrett's credibility. And um, I think there's a lost opportunity for impeachment there. I, I know that it's different and I don't want to be armchair quarter, quarterbacking this, but I was just thinking about this while we're watching it, that because these these hearings and trials are actually being live streamed and video recorded, yep. and people are getting the the uh, video clipped up like within minutes, that it would have been really really cool to use a smart screen to just make him watch himself the day before to cement that. Um, you know, technology. There's a place for it in these these cases. I think a lot of attorneys are are running from the technology. But you have to understand that this is, it's more important about what people at home actually think. So, so we have sponsors that have been with us for a long time. This one has definitely been here a long time. This is Air Medcare Network. Today's podcast, again, sponsored by Air Medcare Network. If you live in a rural area that's hard to reach by road, if you travel a lot, if you even drive a lot, even if you don't drive a lot, this is good fire insurance. If you like to hike or spend time outdoors, you want to make sure your family's protected in a medical emergency if you ever need to be air medically transported with air med care network you're covered for as little as 85 dollars a year your whole household will be covered in case you ever need to be air medically transported uh, simply visit airmedcarenetwork.com daily and use promo code daily and you'll receive up to a 50 dollars visa gift card when you sign up today now they also have an amazon card but we don't do business with amazon here on this show so please do not sign up for this and get the 50 dollars amazon gift card uh, because that is feeding the beast and we don't feed the beast so get that $50 um, gift card and sign up. You can go up to, I think the five-year membership is like 300 bucks or something. But uh, so it's even less. So it's $85 a year for your whole family. And then as you go up, it, it, it actually reduces. So airmedcarenetwork.com slash daily and use promo code daily. Then the judge does. You got, I mean, right. as you mentioned, going in within five minutes, you know, the, judge, the, the judge was going to be friendly to you or whether or not. He was just going through the motions. Once you realize that he's just going through the motions, you have to, well, who is my audience? Then? And uh, that's why I was just so upset about them not getting Katie Hobbs, because how many opportunities are you going to have to put her on the stand and make her squirm? I mean, that was just one of why those things. Why didn't uh, Time. That's, that was their explanation. We didn't have the time. Well, uh, we'd still be breaking down clips from Katie Hobbs today, which would have served a great, great purpose. And the buck stops with her. That's the other thing. She's the chief elections officer. There's all kinds of mileage that every sin that was committed in the, in the administration of the elections could have been laid at her feet. And it would have been a huge, huge 
um, you know, opportunity. Because to be honest, people would rather see Hobbs squirm than Jared or someone that works at Runback. So, but they couldn't put uh, her up there because they know that she would have fallen apart because she's not bright. She's not a smart person. She's very, very dumb. And if you if you see the correlation of all the people that are winning these pla- these in these places, they're very, very dumb people. Very dumb. Yeah, and, and that's why you want to have a list of all those dumb people taking the stand. Uh, they're they're basically sending their experts, or they have someone like Mark Elias ghost writing arguments, and who knows, feeding them on people's computers as they read them. Uh, reminds me of TS, right? So, I mean, my take on that is, I think most people with common sense could could see that he was caught in a lie. Um, and I know that a lot of people were debriefing post trial, talking about the judge is going to remember that. Well, did he? <laughs> the judge is going to remember that. You well, knew. He did. You knew that the fix was in. And I said it, and everyone got mad at me. I got more hate mail after the show where I said, guys, listen, Carrie Lake is going to lose this. I said it. People in the comments were like, shut up, Joe. Just shut up. This is what happens when you can't handle the truth. Truth is, it, 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 it consumes you. You get angry. If you, if you don't want the truth, because you don't want to believe it, because that takes away hopium. It makes you have to work the problem. Makes you have to become the 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 way that you solve the problem, and you know, frankly. Well, here, here's another thing. I, I watched I watched Carrie Lake today on uh, the War Room, racing for appeal. Now, Carrie Lake is really, really convincing. She's very confident. I saw a little bit of a change, just a little bit of a change in her appearance with War Room on the confidence level. You know, because once you've seen corruption at work that close, when there's no reason whatsoever for for the judge's ruling, how can you then muster up the same level of absolute conviction that the that the Supreme Court or whoever you're going to appeal it to is going to do the right thing? Do you think she would have appreciated people coming out when she told people not to? Might have changed the judge's opinion a little bit. If more people came out and she would have encouraged them? Well, I, I look, when I taught law school, or not law school, but uh, in the business college, I, I basically taught law on different survey topics, including constitutional law. And you can't teach constitutional law without being a And before we move on, today's show is sponsored by Augusta Precious Metals. They help retirement savers use gold IRAs to diversify and hedge against this crazy economy. Augusta is different. They don't push fear and doom like some gold IRA companies. They're all about compliance, transparency, and educating people to protect their retirement. Augusta has thousands of five-star ratings and hundreds of great reviews. Their most famous customer, quarterback Joe Montana, loved the company's mission so much he's now their paid ambassador. Even Money Magazine says Augusta is the best gold IRA company. So don't get into a gold IRA nightmare. Protect your retirement savings with a reliable, transparent company. Get Augusta's free guide from their website. You can go to www.augustapreciousmetals.com. That is A-U-G-U-S-T-A preciousmetals.com. A company that puts its money where its mouth is. Love it. Get the Augusta Precious Metals free gold IRA guide at www.augustapreciousmetals.com and do something now about protecting your retirement. This movement and protest movements really were outside of courthouses, people being beaten with batons, sprayed with water cannons. There, there was a palpable environment outside of places of consequence where you knew the people inside said, look, if, if we don't have some relief somehow, this is going to end well for us. That's why you do it, because the mandate has to come from the people. And I think actually we, we talked about this a few weeks ago. Joe said it's like having, a, you know, the, the legal claims are, are basically a vessel. But what inhabits that vessel, the people's, the people's got to be a part of this. There's got to be a soul that inhabits this movement. And when a judge says, look, I'm going to go ahead and wait out the clock. I'm going to go ahead and get my decision tomorrow morning. And there's no one outside the courthouse. I mean, folks, I understand there's certain things that you might not want to show up for, but this is the, this was the most consequential trial in election history. 
And yet none of us really were acting like it was. That, think about that. This this thing is, we finally had a case that went to the merits. And by the way, Team Lake actually brought the receipts. They, they did a really good job. So I want to be quick about the limitations were imposed on Kurt Olson and Attorney Blem. They did a tremendous job with what they were given. And they actually carried the day. I mean, I look at, objectively look at the evidence they presented. They carried the day. So where was everyone? Where were the 11,000 people that stuffed into AmFest? Why weren't they outside the courthouse? All right, I'm telling you that the vibe would have been completely different. And I've done some cases, I've done some high profile uh, cases. When you've got people invested and they're outside and reporters are there and family members or people that actually had their voices stolen or in the peanut galley looking at the judge, sitting there going, this is my voice, have your signs. Let there be a little bit of, of uh, you know, passion in the ranks. Let the judge say, hey, if you guys don't watch it, you're going to be removed. That happened in most cases. that I tried. Remove me. Exactly. But there was none of that. It was like a church in there. It was super quiet, and it shouldn't have been that way. And they were told not to show up. I want to point out, they were, they were too busy at AmFest and... You know, Ampfest. I I can't I can't even fathom the idea. And I, I saw the war room interview with Carrie. She, her her words betray her. That's the only words that I could use. And she was speaking about we are going to continue to fight, blah blah blah. She she used the words has and had. Pretense, post tense, right? She, she used the words, we will with, we're going to try. <laughs> she changed the words because she no longer can believe it. Yeah. That's what I saw. There was a change. And for Carrie, that's, that's a big deal because, you know, most people aren't as polished. She, she, she picks her words very, very carefully. But I think there's a, there's already a walking back and a realization that, um, there's only so much that you can do. You can have a great legal team. But I was offended on behalf of other lawyers when they talked about, and I saw this early on, that, oh, with this crack, not, you know, this, 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 this super, super, this is the best of the best, these attorneys. And I'm sitting there going, what about the other 400 lawsuits that I've reviewed? Were ever, was, was every attorney a joke? Did, did they, were they just like baffled by the black letter law? Yeah. And I thought it was, it was, it was one of those things where it was tone deaf. It's like, no, if you really have read these cases, poured your heart into this movement, um, why is it? I actually would have been very, very confused if they actually would have pulled off a victory because somehow um, I, I, my mind would have gone to, how are they going to massage this into a prescription that really doesn't address the problem? That's what I was actually worried about. If, if you win, then basically the narrative is if we would have just fixed the machines we would have had no problem, but we're going to keep the machines. That's where my mind was going. It's like, let's, let's not talk about how these machines are actually selection devices. Let's, let's plant the seed that if we could just fix the malfunctioning issue, all of our problems would have, would have went away. That would have been an ingenious, evil plan to keep Dominion in effect. Look, we, we, we did our diagnostic. We did our root cause analysis. It will never happen again, so let's give Dominion another try come primary season. Correct. Um, that's what I was looking out for. Instead, um, it looks like her team suffered the same fate as, as you know, at least 90 other uh, attorneys that I've reviewed closely their lawsuits. And this is where you get into the judges are, it's, it's, it's all fake. The judiciary is fake. There is no justice system. It is a system of persecution and prosecution, and they get to pick. They get to pick. It is the, the government apparatus. And and David and Apollo, I'll let you kind of c- comment on here. I'm sorry, I didn't know you were in the background, so I apologize. But uh, no, Apollo no was, was in the back just listening. He was lurking from, r- r- we, we tell him he's on a rendition right now, so he's in the rendition site. But uh, I was just back here twirling my mustache. It's not a big deal. <laughs> Um, oh man, what was I going to say? 
What was I talking about? What was I saying? I do have a question. I, I think it was oh, along this. Along well, I, I think it was going to line up with it. You have to, uh, Carrie Lake being a well-spoken, admirable woman, you have to ask who were her advisors? Who told her not to promote the Arizona event? Who told her that it was a good idea? Who, who was in, responsible for not educating her or informing her on what could have happened? And why is that always happening with people who try to stand up to election integrity? Can I, can I comment on that real quick? Yeah, of it's course, the exact course. same thing that we've seen with Trump, right? I mean, you can say, oh, well, who's advising Trump, this and that. Trump should have done this. Trump should have done that. Fine. But Lake, it's kind of the same thing. I don't think it's fair to throw all the, you know, the fire at her on this. Because unless we're going to make some argument that Carrie Lake purposely threw it or that she's just there to give the impression that the American people actually have anyone in the establishment for them. And I don't believe that either. Uh, But unless that's the argument, it doesn't really matter because Carrie Lake had skin in the game. You know, Mark Fincham had his suit dismissed. Um, I was talking with Liz Harris and, you know, there are people talking about them delaying the results of the recount because what supposedly uh, one of the fears was is Abe won. And then if they had an AG who could, you know, come in with subpoena power during Lake's thing, that would be a real big problem. The problem isn't that because the reason we keep having all these people come in as advisors and start uh, doing not the best thing. Either they're unprepared to deal with the swamp or they're part of the swamp because the swamp will do everything it can to surround those people who are actually fighting and putting up resistance. And that's, I think, a big part of what we're seeing. Uh, But again, if Carrie didn't, she didn't come out and say, yeah, everyone come and show up. That's an actual publicity issue. That could be an issue. And while I don't agree with that decision, that's something that I can understand from her perspective. What I don't get and what I cannot excuse is, again, people like Charlie Kirk, where they have all those people showing up and then they don't push everyone to go to the courthouse. Charlie Kirk even said in one of the same breaths is a conversation about him saying that Republicans were underwhelming in the uh, midterms, that it was underwhelming. The red wave didn't happen and people just didn't show up enough. We couldn't outvote them. We couldn't outvote the machines. He verbatim said, well, I should have gone down to the court. I should have gone down and testified. Were you and and uh, and Joe, Joe and Joe and David, you two went and spoke. You gave oh, that amazing yeah. slave speech. He literally said live on his show. Yeah, I should have gone down there. I didn't, though. It's another issue. That's not really important. But I didn't go. But it's the same thing. You have all these people. You said show up. He verbatim said on a Twitter space. Don't. Now is the time. Everyone come down to, to Ampfest. Everyone come down and you show the establishment that you're the power you come down and show and stand and show your power here in this nation but don't go to the courthouse just come to Amfest. what the hell is that that's the problem that's the cultural problem that, that, that's never, why we're why we're losing we, we don't address the actual about, issue we never talk about who was on the guest list either who was presenting well on this same twitter space i'm just gonna say they said every conservative talk show every Every leader in this space, they're on the they're on the speakers list. That didn't. Uh, I, I don't think you two were on the speakers list. It's funny that they say that. I feel like I feel like I need to write this out in crayon. I have crayon because my nephew uh, is all over this desk. But that's that's what I feel like sometimes. It's like these people are writing in crayons, and they and we think we're like you know founding fathers. That's what they want the American people to think. Like we're trying to hand them swords, like swords of the of the Holy Spirit. And they want to give them crayons and say, here you go. Thanks for showing up. Yeah, Thanks for playing America. Can I color in the lines? I, I believe in the Republic. Like, seriously, that's how stupid this is. David, I don't, I don't you know, the, the amp, it, the, it does confuse me. Because Charlie Kirk, and, and I, I want to, this is biblical, what I'm about to say, and David, I want to know your thoughts on this. It has nothing to do with the election. but it has to do with the spirit of God. Right and the and the words of there being a wolf's in sheep clothing, leading the flock towards despair, leading the flock towards death. And uh, I look at Turning Point USA. Ooh, I'm gonna I'm gonna because I said that I was gonna reach out. I'm gonna reach out to and I want to say thank you by the way to um I don't I don't know. 
I don't know this person. I did ask to find, I'm going to call them as well, but I want to thank Jackie for saying, Hey, look, you need to call Rob McCoy. So I'm going to reach out and try to do the best I can to get a hold of Charlie Kirk so he can understand again. I'm going to do it. I'm a second, second time. I'm going to talk to them about the fact that you cannot call young people to a place, fill them with hope and then not have them do push-ups and sit-ups and pull-ups and get their bodies and their minds prepared for battle. You fishbowl them. And when you fishbowl young people, you set them up for death, certain death, not just death, but certain death. You don't prepare them. You don't harden them to the idea that, that they're over here preparing. And over here, the devil is over here preparing with swords and knives and fire and lava and just bad stuff. And over here, you're talking to people about, we're going we're gonna to rise you up to be the next leaders, not recognizing that they don't play by the wholesome rules. And so if you fishbowl young people over here, you, in essence, are preparing them for slaughter. You are the wolf in sheep's clothing. And I have a hard time with all these different things getting out there and saying, oh, it was so, it was spiritually beautiful. But you brought them into a church and you locked the doors from the outside and made it so they can't get out. There's no survival in that. So, David, I'll, I'll give it to you. I just. Well, I, I mind is no outlet. So anyone that's trained people to perform a task, there's got to be application. And so a lot of these places, and I've heard a lot of people say, well, I felt good about myself afterwards. It was just good to be around other people that felt the same way that I did. And then two days later, you're dejected because you don't have application. There's no place for you to master your trade. Um, So when I trained attorneys to get in a courtroom, I always pushed them. You need to get in the trial. You can't be the person that's so psychologically weak that you're always playing your cases out because you will never be prepared when it matters. And so I, I was one of those persons that went to trial all the time because it, you use it or you lose it in this business. If, you, right. if you're not sharpening your skills in battle, then when, when there is a battle, you're not going to know what to do. You're going to be watching everyone else work. And so what happens is you show, to the, you show up to these places and we're all students. So what do you learn? What you learn is the following. Man, I wish I was as popular as Charlie Kirk. Man, I wish I could work on my brand and have a greater audience. And I wish that I could hang out with these people. And the reason why I can say this with some level of authority is that I've been offered, Joe's been offered seats at the table and we've taken, you know, some, uh, some heat for, uh, holding people accountable. Look, if I wanted the gig, a paying gig, and I wanted to be splashed across TVs and podcasts, um, I could do that a lot more than I've been doing over the past year. But I don't want to model that for we the people because not everyone's going to have that opportunity. What we've been trying to model for we the people is you can find out where your local administrators are in your backyard, show up, educate yourself, educate them, hold them accountable, record it, scale it, blog about it, bring friends, and you're, you're going to a place that's called the gap. That's what we refer to. It's the gap. It's a place of consequence to where you can change the fortunes of your community. And that is not happening at AmFest. That's not happening at some of these other tours and conferences. It's one thing to learn. And, and I'm not saying that there isn't a place for it, but when you're talking about the upper echelon of activism and Turning Point brands themselves as like the, the best of the best, Yet when you leave these events, what are people doing? They're not doing anything. They're basically parroting what they're saying on staying on social media. And they might have some more you know, sophisticated quips in the comments when they battle with other people or other trolls. That's what they're being equipped to do. But in places of consequence where someone has the ability to say guilty, innocent, or liable, not liable, we don't have any warriors in those battle-tested areas. And that is what we're asking people to do. That was the reason why we asked people to show up to Arizona to protest. And not just protest. Protests with, with a massive turnout where we stayed. And, and that's the other thing. People are so cynical. Like, well, protesting won't work. It's like, well, 
How dare you say that? We haven't mastered how to protest in this country. We're so fat and lazy and comfortable. We don't know what a protest looks like. And so that's the problem is that we, we, what we know is how do I get my tickets? How do I pay money? show up in an air-conditioned building, have rock music being played, and I get to sit there and listen to Tucker, listen to Laura Ingraham, by the way, both of which have said very little about our stolen elections. So why are they taking the stage? Look, I know the reason why they are, but it's not, those aren't the people you can look to to get you out of this mess because they should have tape over the past two years to give us the tools that we need to get out from under Dominion or ESNS or HART. So you, what you said was just spot on. And the people, by the way, that are saying it doesn't work are the same, same people that were watching our communities get burned down by BLM and Antifa. Same people. It doesn't work. And I think it doesn't work, David. It doesn't work because it's not convenient and it causes you to have to sacrifice. That's why I think it doesn't work. I mean, there, there, there's not a generation. The, the generation that is going into battle is not being prepared for battle. That's it for part one of this episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. Part two is coming up next, and you don't want to miss it. Thanks for listening. God bless America.